Yo, I gotta be real with you. It's time to let go and to let God. Socially, socially, socially awkward. Socially, socially, socially awkward. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Socially Awkward Podcast with your boy Lorel Cole Molzak. I'm glad that you're tuning in. I'm glad that you're listening. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, let's go, man. Let's let's talk about the timing of God. Let's talk about the timing of God. Um, it's hard to let go. I think that's one of the hardest things in life for myself, for people to let go of certain things and to actually trust God. To actually give up and surrender our will and give it to God. I'm talking about in your dating life. I'm talking about uh, with your career, with your marriage, with your kids. To literally let go and let God. Like, And what does letting go look like? What does surrendering look like? Like when I pick my hands off of something, what does that look like? Does it mean I'm not active? Does it mean that I'm just lazy? Does it mean I'm just laying around and saying, okay, God, you do it? What does surrendering, what does letting go look like? And I think the hardest thing for us is trying to put into words or put into action the let go part. Like, because we always want to put our hands on it because we want to be in control of it. So letting go of something um, as precious as our children, that's difficult. Like I'm in a season with my kids right now. They're in the I, I call this. It, it's a terrible three. Twos weren't bad, but threes, y'all kids. <laughs> I'm trying to. They will test your patience. And so with with my three year olds, man, they are in a place where I, they just they just wild. Like they, I've seen some things on this weekend. Uh, my wife and I, we were supposed to go on a date night on Saturday, and you know. Did our normal routine. They have a normal routine. They have a bedtime. They have a schedule, a very strict schedule. And so we had uh, a nanny come over. Um, and so they, they really like her. And we love her. She's she's awesome. It's, it's like her first time um, doing an overnight stay. But either case, she came over and I thought everything was well. You know, we, we left. They were talking to her, playing around, having a good time. I mean, not less than 20 minutes later. We don't, we're down the street, down the road. It was bad because it was traffic backed up. It's all kind of stuff. We get a call saying that, you know, our kids, just, they just won't go to bed. I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's, that's expected, you know. But when I looked at the camera, man, when I tell you I saw some things about my kids, I, I just didn't know were possible. I mean, throwing down lamps and they were just doing all I mean, throwing diapers and running in and out of the door and yelling and screaming, and not allowing her to put their clothes on. It's, it was just, it was, it was madness guys. It was madness. I'm looking I'm like, there's no way these are my kids. I didn't, this, these aren't my kids. They know I've, I saw behaviors. That I, it was like, I was in a horse. I was looking at a horror story. It was that bad. I was like, God, I don't know what to do. We call a couple of friends. So y'all got to pray for us, man. I just, I don't know. I'm so, we turned back around. I mean, the date was already looking bad already because we was in traffic. It was a big crash on the highway. And so we missed our reservation. Um, it was just a lot going on for some reason. It was just weird. It was, I don't know. We were excited, but it was just like, I said, we're going to turn around because we're just not going to allow our kids to be, we're not going to allow our kids like just to be running around like this, disrespecting authority. It was just bad, man. So we turned around because we were very active and we were very hands-on with our children. And so uh, we got home, you know, we had a conversation with them and 
Uh, I had to apologize to the net because I was embarrassed. I ain't gonna be. I was embarrassed. I mean, there's no way these are my kids. I don't, I've never seen this before. And so we had to really sit back and think. Okay, God, like, how do we do this? How do we raise our children in 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 the way that they should go? You get, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, how do I let go of my own of my own ways? Because I was triggered. Like when I saw that, I was triggered. Like. Back in the day, like <laughs> if I was get if I were to do something like that, I used to get beat, man. Like my mom would take my I, my mom would beat me. I ain't gonna lie to you. I would I would get I'm talking about I would get I would get some whoopings. And it triggered me. I'm like, man, it, for some reason I had a vision of me getting whooped. I'm like, why am I getting a vision of me getting whooped? Because I was so upset. I'm like, this is unreal behavior. I'm like, well, why do I feel that? And it was triggered. Like it was triggered for me to think about how I got whooped. I said, why am I doing that? Cause that's, that's awful. <laughs> that's, that's awful. But, but, but what do I do? And we have to have a discussion. We have to talk. Now we got to remove things Then we got to, okay, no more, no more cars and no more toys, you know, for, for some time, no more screen time for some time. So we can get to understand like, this is not how we act. This is not how we're going to, you know, navigate through life. You know, now we got to have a discussion. We don't act like this with authority now. And so I'm like, okay, God, I'm trusting you, but how do I let go of how I was taught? How do I let go of uh, these memories and these, um, these ideologies of how I was taught. Are you going you have to whoop them or you going to beat them? You have to, yeah, I mean I understand there's a certain level of discipline, but how do I let go of certain things and just actually give it to you and surrender? That was very difficult to do. It was very difficult to to let go and to trust God. You know, and 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 even now just to trust God with my children. Because I'm like, I feel like we're doing okay. We're doing the right things. But some things you just can't control. And some things are just out of your control. There are three. You know, and you just have to think about it. Like, they've had three years on this earth. They don't know. They just, they're doing what they can to just live. They don't know. And once I began to get that through my mind, like, they're just three, man. Like, they're going to do some stuff that's going to shock you. they're going to do some things that's going to amaze you, but they're going to do some things that's going to be like, yo, like, why did you do that? And we have to trust God and be like, okay, train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from him. I'm like, okay, I guess I just got to trust God. I just got to let go of my own thoughts and my own ways and my own, you know, beliefs regarding maybe they won't be okay. If they're acting like this, maybe, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe no, just trust God, man. Yeah. Three. Let them go through this phase, talk to them, pray for them. Like I prayed over their life last night. Like I was just, I was in there. I said, okay, God, I'm praying that you bless them with obedience. Huh? Bless them with, with a fervor for, uh, for obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Like I was just in there. Lord, I'm praying for the development of the mind. Like I was going in, like, I'm like, okay, God, I, I really need you to help them to stay focused. I would, I need you to help them to listen. I, I'm I'm giving them over to you. And that's one of the things if we're wondering how to let go, sometimes it's praying our way through it. God knows you want your hand in it. But expressing that to God is what helps you make it through. Okay, God, you know I want to do, you know, I, I want to do so many different things to help out. I want to I want to do so many different things to help engineer this relationship. God, you know I want to do so many different things, but it, 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 it seems like it's not working. 
it seems like it's not working and I want my hands in it. God help me to get my hands off of it. I don't have all the answers, but you do. Oftentimes we try to put our hands in it because we think we have all the answers and we try to control the situation. And God was like, just give it to me. Just give it to me. Give it to me. Let go. Get your hands off of it and trust me. Trust that I will handle it well. Trust that I will value what you value. Trust that the desires that I gave you would not be mistreated. Get what I'm saying? And so we have to learn. We have to learn to let go. And one of the things that we have to do uh, when it comes to the timing of God, we have to make peace with God. We have to be at peace with God. In order to really trust him, we have to be at peace with him. Because there's a lot of things in our life um, that's going to cause us to be busy. And once we're at peace with God, that busyness turns into serenity. That busyness of it, this got to happen. This got to that turns into, you know what, God, I'm I think I'm OK. I think I think I'm going to allow that to be what it is. I think I'm not I'm not going to do that one today. It turns into instead of you thinking that you have to do it, it turns into you saying, OK, God, I'm going to release my hands off of it and I'm going to allow you to do it. I'm going to allow you to to go ahead and shape that because uh, it's, it's probably not for me to do right now. And there's a lot of things in our life this is not for you to do. And that's what creates peace. Making peace with God is saying there's some things that I got to put my hands off of. There's some things that maybe, you know, I just need to get out of my way. My entire life, I felt like I've been trying to control things. I've been trying to control my career. I've been trying to control the direction of my life. I've been always trying to control like how 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 things happen in my life. And when things go another direction than what I had intended for it to go, I, I would get upset about it. I would get I would feel that God was against me. I would feel like, man, like this was supposed to I planned for this, but something else took place. I don't know that I don't know if that happens for you where you planned for something and something else happened and you're like, wait a minute, this is this wasn't in my plans. Like and you get upset or you feel rejected or you feel like, man, I, maybe I'm just doing it wrong. And so you continue to do stuff or you continue to try to fix it. You you try to force it back into the direction that you want it to go into. And you keep trying to force it and jam this thing in. And like, and God's like, bro, like, stop. Get your hands off of it, man. Trust my timing. And we're like, no, 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 no. I have a time limit. No, 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 no. I have, I have plans. No, 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 God. Like, this is what I needed to be. And God's like, you don't need to be like that right now. And oftentimes we get, we get very frustrated with God. Because we have a timeline, we have a specific goal set that we have measured where we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to be doing, who are we supposed to be doing life with. And sometimes trusting the timing of God goes against what we believe, goes against what we have uh, accounted for. And so we end up blaming God when things don't go our way. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all don't act like y'all ain't blamed God before. Don't act like, hey, it's your fault, God, why, why I'm in this situation. It's your fault that this happened to me. It's your fault that we get to this place where we really blame God because plans didn't go the way we wanted them to go. Oh, I blame God a couple of times. Oh, I, I blame God for my dad passing away, me not having a father. Oh, I blame him. Absolutely. God, how, how could you take my father away from me knowing that I needed him more now? I feel like than I needed him then. I needed him in my 20s. I, I was messed up. I was lost, man. Like I needed some help. 
So I blame God for a period of time. It's like, yo, you you left me out here stranded. You left me out here abandoned, God. Like, I blamed him. Instead of trusting him or, or just making peace with God, I blamed him and said, it's your fault because I had a certain plan that I wanted. I, there's a certain thing that I wanted. There was a certain way that I wanted to live. And I felt like I felt like it was his fault that it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And to be honest, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't God's fault. I need to stop blaming him. That's, you know, what happened in my life is just what happens. It's, it's how I respond to it. What happens in my life is what happens, man. I can't control what happens in my life, but I can't control how I respond to it. We just have to learn to make peace with God's timing in our life. And sometimes that looks like giving yourself time with God. Because how can we really trust God? And how can we trust his timing if we don't spend time with him? How do we how do we really trust God's timing if we don't have a relationship with God, if we don't cultivate companionship with him? It's very difficult to trust anybody if you don't know them. It's, it's very difficult to trust anybody's timing if you don't know, them, especially when it pertains to your life. And too often we don't trust God's timing because we don't spend time with him. We don't trust the timing of God because we don't spend time with God. We don't try to cultivate relationship with God. We don't try to cultivate companionship and intimacy with God. And so when God does something opposite of what we want, we we blame God. We get upset. We get frustrated. We get angry because it went counter to what we wanted. And because we don't trust God, we don't have a relationship with God. We get upset with him. But if I had a relationship with God, it would help me to trust God more. If I knew, if I talked to God every day, I, I would know that God is, has plans for me that, that are good. I would know that God has a purpose for me that's not set out to be evil, that he has a, he has a way to, to love me. He loves me unconditionally. He wouldn't lead me astray. If I knew that, I wouldn't be as frustrated. If I knew that, I wouldn't be angry. I wouldn't blame him. I, yes, I might be frustrated, but I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't get to a place where it's like, God, it's your fault. I would say, you know what, God, you, you probably have something else for me. But that happens with relationship. That doesn't happen when you don't have a relationship with God. But when you have a relationship and you're intimate with God, you begin to say, okay, God, I'm going to step back because if things didn't go my way, it must be for a reason for you work all things together for my good. It don't feel good for me right now, but I, I have, I just believe God because I know you because I because I've spent time with you, I just know you got something good for me on the other side. And that's where faith comes in. That's when you start really believing. That's when you really start saying, OK, I'm going to take my hands off it because I know God. I'm going to take my hands off it because I have a relationship with God. I'm going to take my hands off of it because he's been talking to me. He's been telling me about my future. And I know I have my own plans. But sometimes God, you know, he derails me. Sometimes he puts me on a detour, maybe to save my life from something that I know I don't need. But that happens when I have a relationship with God. And sometimes it's hard for people to do. It's hard for people to make time with God. It's hard for people to sit here and set aside time to wake up in the morning and actually meditate, to wake up in the morning and pray, to wake up in the morning or, or in the afternoon or just to set time aside to say, God, I just want to get connected. You know what I mean? I just want to commune with you for a minute. And we sit here and, and we get upset and frustrated, but we ain't spent no time. We don't know God. And we just blaming people we don't even know. God ain't even in your life. You're not even in God's life. God ain't in your life, but you won't blame him. Like what? 
<laughs> well, he's in control of everything. Well, you don't even know the man. You don't know Jesus. Your job is to get to, that's your job is to get to know him. It ain't God's job for you to get to know him. It's your job to get to know Jesus. Because we're in control of that man. That's part of making peace with him is to getting to know him. You trust God's timing once you get to know him. You trust him. Like, because I, I can guarantee you guys, when you really get to know God, he'll begin to show you visions. He'll begin to show you signs. He'll begin to show, like when things don't go your way, he'll begin to show you other ways and other avenues, other ways of escape, other other way, other areas that you, you probably didn't even think of. Our minds are limited. To be honest with you, guess God created a beautiful mind up here for us, but our ways are limited. Our ways are not God's ways and our thoughts on his thoughts. He has other areas and other. He, there's no limit to God. There's no limitations to God. That's why I trust him. I trust God because there's no limit to him. That means that means if whatever ideas that I have, God has God has far more ideas for me, for me to prosper and for me to succeed than I do. So I let him control the ship because he's the one that has no limitations. I trust God with everything that I have because there's no limit to him. There's no ceiling to him. There's no glass ceiling. There's nothing. There's no limit. I mean, the sky is what it is. Like God is God is a God of no limitations. And so when there's things in my life that I need or things in my life that I want, I trust God with those things. And I say, okay, God, there may be something else that you have for me. And I'm here to accept it. And I'm willing I'm willing to make peace with you. I'm willing to set time aside with you, to trust you, to have to fast, to pray, to believe that you're going to do something different than what I can think of. Because what I think is this way. But if you have something better for me, because there's no limit to you, I trust you. I'm going to trust your timing and I'm going to trust your will. And so I surrender. And that's one thing we have to do. Letting go. Just surrender. Okay, God, I'm going to let go and I'm going to let you have your way in my life because there's no limit to what you can do. I feel like there's a there's a there's a there's a bit of a cap to what we can do. There's a bit of a cap. But there's nothing my there's, there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing my God can't do. There's nothing my God cannot do. It's a trust in God's timing. So I want to get to this point. Like, how do we practically let go and allow God to have his way? How do we practically do this? Number one, we have to identify what we can control. We have to identify what we control. We've t- I've already talked about it a little bit that sometimes we got to get our hands off of things. But a lot of us, we like to be in control of our life. We like to be in control of every aspect, every detail of our life. And so we find ourselves busy doing so many different things that are outside the will of God. It's because we want it. We want it. We have our own desires. And like if, if we don't have a relationship with God, it's like God is on the outside looking in our life. Like we we control this thing. and We think that we're our own little God. I think that's a new thing that's going on now. Like we yeah, we gods. No, we are not gods. Yeah, We are human beings. There's limitations to what we can do. Yes, we can believe and have faith. But that that only comes with being connected to God. We ain't no little gods out here. Yeah, we little gods. That's a new thing that people keep saying. Yeah, we are God. We are not a God. What are you serious? Yeah, you can play basketball a little bit and dribble like differently. Everybody can do something different and unique. That don't mean you are God. Yo, we got to get out of this mind frame that we that we can control our entire life and that we we have complete control. We don't. We have to identify what we can't control. We can't control everything. 
We can't control the responses of others. We can't control uh, the bad things that happen to us in our life. We can't even control the good things that happens in our life. Only thing we can control is our response to those things. But there's certain things in our life that we can't control. So we have to identify those things and give it to God. Not trying to figure out how to make a solution to what the things, not trying to make a solution to fix what we can't control. No, but just give it to God. We can't control everything. Identify what those things are. That's one way for us to let go practically. Like, what are they? List them out. Get on a, get a journal. Point, you know, make some bullet points. Like, yo, I can't control this. I can't control how my family been acting right now. My family been going crazy. In-laws going wild. Um, you know, baby mama drama, like baby mama tripping. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like she trying to keep them away from me. There's, there's all these different types of scenarios. Mom's in the hospital. And I'm trying to figure out how to pay my bills, trying to figure out how to pay medical bills. Like, no, I don't, I, I can't control. I don't know what to do. So I surrender because there's certain things that we just cannot control. We just have to identify them and give them to God. That goes to number two, yo, address what you can control. There's one thing to address what you can't, but address what you can control. I remember, remember, I just said you can't control what other people do. You can't control what happens to your life. You can't control what happens in your life, but you can't control how you respond to it. You can't control your emotion, your emotional behavioral response to certain things. You can control address what you can't control. Like if I can't control you know, me taking care of the bills. What I can't control, keep working. I can control, like, finding a job. I can control making sure I get my, my affairs and orders. I can, control, I can control that piece. I may not be able to afford it right now, but at least I can, at least I can work. At least I can get to working. I may not be able to control, you know what I mean, how my family been treating me. But at least I can control me going to therapy and, and talking it out. Address what you can't control. How can I handle this stuff? Address, and give them to God. Okay, God, I can. This is what I can do. Can you help me with that? I know what I can't do. I'm gonna leave that with you. But this is what I can do. Is this? Can I? Can Can I trust you with this? Can I? Can you help me with that? And here's a big one. Number three, like meditate on the promises of God. Because too often, when it comes to the timing of God, we don't think of the promises of God. We get so frustrated, we get so upset that, you know, we forget that God has promises for us. He, he promises that we are going to prosper. Like he has good, he has a future for us. He has good intentions for our lives. And once we are in him and once we have relationship with him, like we begin to understand that, man, these promises are yes and amen. Like he promises to do things for us. To, to exceed our expectations for he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Once we begin to meditate on the promises of God and begin to meditate on what he can do and what he's willing to do and what he's already done in our life, it becomes a lot easier for us to prepare to let go. It's a lot easier for us to make peace with God. It's, it's so much easier. I didn't say it's, I didn't say it's not hard. I'm saying it's easier Listen, I'm telling you, it's hard. It's hard to hate something that loves you unconditionally. It's so hard to hate a person who just continues to love on you. 
and you know their intentions for your life. You know it's good things. You know it because he's already he's already prepared ways for you. He's already prepared you at the table. He's already gave you good food to eat. He's already he's done so many amazing things. And once we actually meditate, it's hard to hate on somebody like that. That's why I tell people like when people say I hate God, I don't, I don't like him because you haven't meditated on the promises of God. You haven't meditated on what he's done for you. You haven't meditated on how he saved your life. What you're thinking of is all the bad things, the calamity that's happened, the trauma that you've went through. But you haven't really meditated on him. You haven't meditated on his word. You you don't really you're, you're ignorant to what God has done. You're ignorant to what God is doing. You're ignorant you just don't know. But I guarantee you, if you start to meditate and read the word and just and just get into to communion with God and just and just learn him. One thing about atheists, I was talking to an atheist when I was in college. I've talked to a, a couple of them before. Agnostics, atheists, um, a lot of different types of groups, people who either deny God or believe he's something else. And one of the common themes I've learned when it comes to people who deny God in his existence um, is that they hold on to trauma. They hold on to what the bad things that's happened in their life. If God was so good, why does bad things happen? You know, it, well, we wouldn't know how good God is if we didn't understand the bad, if we didn't have bad. You, know, you, you get what I'm saying? Like we wouldn't understand what joy is if we didn't have sorrow. They go hand in hand. You can't, you can't have joy without pain. You, can, you can't experience true joy without having pain. You can't experience healing without getting sick. And so the question for me makes, you know, it's, it's a weird question. I'm like, well, wow, this bad thing happened. Well, have you, ex you have to experience joy at some point. Weeping man endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. You have to experience joy. And one of the issues that you, that you have for those who deny God is that you haven't experienced joy or you don't, you haven't meditated on the promises of God. You've just been stuck in the trauma. At some point, you got to get out of it. At some point, you got to realize that, yes, it may happen to you, but it wasn't it wasn't for for you to, to stay there. It wasn't for you to die in it. You know, I, I, I'm one of the ones that should be denying God. I, I've had a lot of things happen in my life where I'm just like, I shouldn't be trusting God, to be honest. I shouldn't. I should be out here whoring around. I should be, you know, I shouldn't be faithful. You know what I mean? I shouldn't. Be. There's a lot of things that we shouldn't be. Because of what happened to us, if we got stuck in, in in the trauma that took place in our life, if we got stuck there. But what holds us and makes us deny God is when we get stuck in the trauma, we get stuck in the bad. And then we begin to blame God because we don't have peace with God, we begin to blame God for the bad things that happen in our life instead of just meditating on the promises of him. OK, what does God desire for my life? This ain't God's fault. This just happens. But when we actually have, again, when we have relationship, we begin to have true peace and we begin to have joy like God. I'm, I'm grateful. People who deny God aren't grateful. People who deny God don't have a, aren't in a state of gratitude because when you're in a state of gratitude, you begin to feel the joy. Even in calamity, you begin to feel the, the, the peace, even in chaos. And that's the hard. It's hard for a lot of people, man, to to really get outside of the the negative. They refuse. Oh, I, I gotta stay. You don't have to stay in the negative. You don't have to stay in the pain. You don't have to stay in the hurt. There's joy on the other side. You just have to get there. Stop stopping in the middle of the ocean and and roll your boat to the other side. Get to the other side, so that you can experience true joy. So that you can experience love. 
like experience the true love of God. Experience the true love of your family, of your friends. Like stop getting stuck in the ocean. Oh, there's this, there's a storm. You stuck in the storm. Get to the other side, man. You can't get stuck in the trauma. Yes, I get it. It's we all have it. And some people think that our trauma is bigger than others. Listen, we all got stuff that we're going through. Ain't nothing bigger or smaller than the other. We all got stuff that we're dealing with. But we just got to understand, like, God's in it with us. He ain't, he ain't controlling it. He's just in it with us. He gives us the strength to go through it. The Bible says endure hardships as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. That means we have to go through them. Yeah, I ain't going to talk to him. What does endurance mean? I got to go through if I'm if I'm going to train for a marathon like a triathlon, if I if I'm going to train for a marathon, I have to endure some stuff in order for me to be able to make it all the way through it. I'm not going to stop. I gotta I gotta go through the pain. I gotta go through my feet hurting. I gotta go through my little knees hurting because I'm running so fast, or running so hard, or running so long. I gotta endure. I gotta make it to the end. So I'm gonna keep going. Too many of us, we stop because it's too hard. We stop because our feet hurt. We stop because of all of these negative things. I'm like, yo, like we got to keep going. It's called endurance. And we deny God because we fail to endure. We deny God because we fail to persevere. We stop right in the middle of the storm instead of just keep, just roll your boat to the other side. I don't know where the other side is. Just keep rowing. You'll see it. Just keep rowing. You'll see it. I promise you'll see it. You just got to keep rowing. But you have to meditate on the promises of God, man. That way you can see clear. Like, I know, I know this is happening here. But there's something else on this side that, that God is doing. <laughs> that this, that's really like, yo, I, I'm seeing two different things. But, man, this side right here, God, you really... You really own something right now. Like this is something I I didn't tap into. When you meditate on his promises, man, like the timing of God looks so much different than ours. When you when you sit there and start talking to him, like his timing is so different than our timing. Like I have a certain timeline of a certain level of success that I'm supposed to have. I thought I was supposed to be, you know, doing so many different things and you know, guarding music and all that. And yes, those things are happening, but I'm like, I'm trusting the timing of God. I remember being successful in music. When I was in Nashville. It was great. It's phenomenal. I had a great time. But God's like, yo, I'm just trust my timing on this. Like he had me, he took, he took me to a detour. I got into, you know, education and got into higher ed and started um, hosting events, started doing all different types of things. And now becoming an influencer and now going into another career change and now doing all these different things. I'm like, okay, God, what you're doing something crazy right now. Cause now I see other businesses out of this. Like how to, how did I go from what I wanted to do to what I'm doing now to now? Like, okay, then there's no limit. Like, okay, you're doing some other stuff. And I can see you doing it. Now you're giving me different avenues and different opportunities. Now I get to choose. Now I'm choosing like, I can go here. I can go here. Now it's like, okay, I got to let go and say, God, where do you want me to go? Because up until this point, I just thought I had it together. Realizing I don't have it together, but you've been, you've been doing stuff behind the scenes and preparing the way. Now I'm like, at first I was frustrated, like, man, where, what direction do I go? Now he's giving me so many different directions. Now I have so many different opportunities. I gotta, I'm choosing at this point. I'm like, God, I, what do I do? Do I go here? Do I go there? Do I, 
I have a lot of opportunities in front of my lap. And I'm just like, okay, God, now I got to really trust you. Because I thought the timing was, you know, I thought it was supposed to be earlier. But we're never, one thing that I've learned, man, is that we're never late. And God definitely isn't late, but we're never late. We we want to rush into things so bad, but we're never late, guys. We're not late. I want to be successful. I got to do this and I got to I got to do that. And you just don't rush, man. Just live your life. You know, there's no there's no rush to success. There's no rush to being relevant. There's no rush to exposure. Just, you know, just relax, man. Just live your life and trust God's timing. Just as long as you're doing the work, doing what you need to do. Like God will probably make a detour. He'll probably make you do something different. But trust his timing. Like He's going to make it work for you. You just got to believe him, man. You just got to have a relationship and make sure that you're trusting him. You know, identify what you can't control, address what you can't, and meditate on the promises of God. And here's the last one. Resolve not to act on fear, but to act on faith. Resolve not to act on fear, but to act on faith. God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but he gave you power, love, and a sound mind. We have to learn to have faith. Faith over fear. Faith over fear. We have a lot of fears. That's why we hold on so tight. That's why it's hard to trust God's timing because we fear. You know, if I trust his timing, then then I don't know know what's going to happen in the meantime. Like, there's this gap in between, you know. There's this gap in between the mountain and where I am. And usually that gap is usually the valley. You know, like, I don't know how to trust God in the gap. I don't know how to trust God in the valley. Because I want to get to the mountaintop, but I'm at, I'm over here. But I got to get through the, the valley to get to the mountaintop. And that's a hard place for us to be in because we don't like to be in a place where we looking at our goals and our visions. And they're so tall. Like, how am I going to reach them? But I'm in a place, I'm in this gap period where it's like, man, I... God, how am I going to get there? Like, why is your timing so different than mine? The gap is a time for preparation. The gap is a time for for the building of your faith. The, the gap in the middle of the valley is the time for God to prepare you. That your endurance can hold up once you get up there. That's where the gap is for. There's, there's a blessing in the gap. There's healing in the gap. There's preparation in the gap. And some people don't want to go through that gap process, that gap period, because it requires you to address you, to address your fears. It requires you to address the issues of your heart. In order for you to get to the mountaintop, God has to address those things. You have to address those things, the issues of your heart that you've been holding on to, the the things that you've been struggling with. God has to prune you. God has to prick you. God has to mold you. God has to prepare you so that you can have endurance to last up there. The last thing you want to do is go up there and come all the way back down. But sometimes it happens. It's okay. It's part of life. But we have to learn how to endure those seasons of going up and down. But that happens when we learn how to endure in the gap. But we can't have fear, man. Resolve not to act on fear. That's one of the issues of holding on and not letting go is that I'm fearful if I let go that I won't have control. That's the point. You don't need the control. God, let, let, let God control that. You don't need that. You don't need to control it. Give it to God. And so. Trusting God's timing, man. I hope this was helpful for you. Hope you feel blessed. Um, but if you haven't already, man, I'm glad that you're listening. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, leave a comment, leave a review. And uh, thank you for your support. I appreciate y'all, man. I hope y'all enjoy this day. Enjoy this week. Go crazy. 
and uh I'll y'all in a minute. Socially awkward. Socially, socially, socially awkward. Let's go.